Hello, I'm Michelle Tassinari, your host for the California Staffing Professionals Visionary Thinkers Podcast, a series promoting excellence in the staffing and recruiting industry. In this podcast, we meet visionary thinkers and talk with them about their career and journey into staffing and recruiting. Along the way, we learn everything from how they started to where they are now. We uncover what inspired them and who helped them along the way. We dive into what challenges they've overcome and gain insight into how to be successful in the staffing and recruiting industry. I know you'll enjoy listening to these inspiring stories. Thank you for joining us. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. Fortino Rivera is the co-owner of Staffing Solutions and has served as the company's CEO for the past 15 years. Fortino's sales and marketing experience covers over 25 years, currently as an owner in the staffing industry and previously as national sales manager with the California-based manufacturer and as the Latin American sales manager for a multinational corporation. Fortino, a.k.a. Tino, was born and raised in Santa Ana, California, as the youngest of seven children to Pedro Pablo and Maria Luisa Rivera. Fortino was a standout athlete at both Santa Ana High School and Santa Ana College. He is happily married to his high school sweetheart, Bertha Cortez, for 39 years. Fortino and Bertha have three children, Fortino Jr., David, and Veronica, along with three grandchildren, Mario, Ava, and Cara. Fortino is an active leader in the community with over 30 years of service to a variety of boards and organizations. Raised on biblical principles and values, Tino has established himself as a leader of genuine conviction. Well, thank you for joining us today on Visionary Thinkers Podcast. And today we have Fortino Rivera. And Fortino Rivera is a very successful co-owner of Staffing Solutions. And he is the company CEO, and he has a remarkable story. And we're just so glad to have you join us today, Fortino. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, we were so excited. I've known you for a few years here, and really was excited to kind of hear more about how you came to be the success you are today. And so why don't we just get right into it? And can you tell us a little bit about your life before staffing, you know, like how you got to be here? I think. You're one of the few California natives, right? That's correct. Yeah, I am born and raised here in Santa Ana. My business is located here in Santa Ana, our corporate office. Uh, we have another office in Los Angeles. I guess my early years, all I can say is I come from a big family. I'm the youngest of seven. Always enjoyed uh, working, being competitive. I felt I always wanted to do my own business. And it took a while because through life, you don't know exactly what you want to do. But early in my career, I did some job developing at Goodwill Industries where I helped individuals who have disabilities find jobs. And that was my first experience with placement, job placements, talking to owners, people who make the decisions on people who come in and get hired within the company. And that's Kind of where I come from and where I started. I don't know if I answered your question. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so you, you kind of started from there as you were kind of on the back end of, well, you were doing staffing, but not exactly because you weren't earning a fee and you were helping Goodwill. Now, a lot of people don't really understand what Goodwill does, you know, providing job training. So that was pretty phenomenal. 
that you started that way. So you almost almost started in the staffing industry, sort of. Yeah. And that's a very different than what we normally hear about with people in the staffing industry. So that was your first job. What about your first recruiting job? I really never did the recruiting part. I did more of the uh, sales and marketing. But what I have done ever since high school and college was my wife and I were always helping people do resumes. And it's really interesting, but we just had a knack for it. We kind of knew how to read a a job description and then kind of talk to the individual and see where their skills were maybe the similar and improve their resume. And we helped a lot of friends, neighbors, cousins, nieces, nephews, you name it. And it was just like all a preparation for what was coming down the road. And so that was kind of cool. But after I left Goodwill, I did international sales. So I developed distribution. I trained people. I uh, introduced product and showed them how to install it and keep it uh, updated. So it's kind of weird how I came back to staffing. A friend of mine who opened a staffing agency remembered that I worked at Goodwill and that I enjoyed it and that I did good at it because I would go in and I would have to convince, you know, owners to give someone who had a disability a job. And people still can do things with a disability. You just have to find the area that they're able to uh, perform and get the job done. And that's kind of the second part of it, I guess. Uh, I don't know where, we, where you want to go from here. Well, I mean, that's, that's a great uh, foray into the, the next question. So is, as far as so you learn how to place people who might have had a challenge to overcome and to talk to talk to people about that and with a sales background, how did you convey them to your first big success in the staffing and recruiting industry as far as when did you know that, hey, this is, I'm doing this. This is me and I'm building business now for myself. Sure. sure. When I mentioned that I, a friend of mine hired me because he remembered that I worked at Goodwill and I was uh, basically uh, selling the owner, the controller, the HR manager to let this individual come in and work for them who had a disability. He remembered that. and He goes, I'd like to hire you to be in my sales team and develop uh, more business. So within a year's time, I probably brought in in the vicinity of, I think it was like $4 million of business for him. And I knew I had a knack to that. I didn't have the strength of someone running a branch or running recruiters, but it just so happened at that same company I met my business partner who was there as well, and we formed a friendship. And uh, she left the company. She did not like the way the the, the person was running the company. And shortly after that, uh, I was actually fired because I was kind of uh, wanting the owner, who was my friend, to be more uh, professional in how he operated. He was very uh, aggressive, kind of pushed everyone, and there was a lot of turnover internally. The recruiters were not keeping up with my orders with the clients I was bringing in. So it taught me the importance of having a a balance of, of good recruiting, but you have to make sure that the recruiters stay and are there and are working with your clients because if you bring in all this account but you can't keep up with the orders or fulfill them, it's no good because you'll lose the clients. So uh, when I left, my business partner uh, and I were were unemployed, and we were talking, and we uh, 
thought we, we could do it ourselves. And so, lo and behold, actually, she took a job. I took a job, and I was working for a company in Chicago, but working here in Los Angeles. And uh, we kept talking. We developed a plan. And then within six months, we, we both quit the jobs we were doing and started Staffing Solutions 16 years ago yesterday. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Fantastic. Um, our timing for this talk is fantastic. Well, it seems like everything you did early in your career just built. It was another brick to build yep. your organization, and, and that is so apparent. It's like there was a plan. You just needed to kind of listen. Did you have, I mean, you, you worked with a friend and, and then had to move on and have built this this business that is yours today. Did anyone mentor you along the way? I mean, did, did you find mentors to help you? Did you listen to trainers, mentors, or did you just kind of find this on your own way? I do have friends who own businesses, not in staffing. Uh, I had one particular friend who owned a very large bakery that sold to Costco and uh, a lot of the other large chains. And he did give me good advice early on that really did help me. One of the things I'm proud to say is that he really convinced me not to factor, not to borrow money, just to let the company grow and let your money, your earnings or your profits, uh, you know, let them carry the business into the future. So as your company was making money, you put money aside, let that money grow. Once it grows enough for you to take it more, on more clients, you take on more clients. And that gave us a very good solid base where we were sound. And uh, so if there was downturns or upturns in the in the economy, uh, we could sustain them, which we have because we've been in business 16 years. But uh, that was real important because for some reason, you know, I don't know, I think in our minds we're always taught that we need to grow, grow, grow fast and grow you know, in these enormous ways. And then he basically told me why. Why do you have to do it that way? And it, I never really – sat back to think about why. I just assumed that you always have to, like, really push hard and grow quickly. But it made a lot of sense, and and it was more natural growth. And those clients, it made a lot of sense because you could maintain your level of service. You, you didn't take on too much business where your service uh, was uh, hurting. You did it slow enough to where each and you, every company you brought on was being maintained the same way as your previous clients. So, you know they were going to stay with you. I'm very proud to say I have businesses that have been with Staffing Solutions five years, 10 years, and 15 years. That says a lot about you and how you run your company for sure. Well, And, and so I take it then you're a big proponent of growing organically and building on your base and not being a big borrower. That's yes. what I heard you say. So to anyone who's listening – that has that worked very well for you. And let's see, if you've been in business a few years, you have been through a couple setbacks with recessions, like the Great Recession. And, and now, of course, our recent a little fun yep. event of, uh, in 2020. So is that something that, that you have found that, that in, those, in that methodology of maintaining your plans, you've had a nest egg? You want to speak to any of that as far as like how you leveraged your organic growth? Yeah, absolutely. What was really interesting when we saw the market uh, kind of starting to take a dive in 2008, we knew that certain industries won't, would not be affected, and one of them was the food industry because 
you got to eat, and it's a perishable item. It has to be replaced. And luckily, we brought on several of those businesses in 2008. So we actually didn't really feel a lot of downturn in 2008. And honestly, in the, the COVID period that we're in, food industry is basically a essential business. So thank God, you know, we had, you know, at least 15 companies that we were working with that sustained us and allowed us to continue to fill orders. I see a lot of companies coming back right now. There's a lot of pent-up demand. I feel that our industry is going to be real busy. And, again, I think the dilemma we're going to have is finding enough workers to fill the positions. I'm already starting to see that, and it's uh, it's a good thing, and uh, I'm excited. Well, that is good news. So if we have any listeners who are listening to that and saying, well, what's going to happen you're already seeing, and that's the thing, a lot of people don't realize, we in the staffing industry, we, we see trends ahead of when the public knows about it. We, you see the you start seeing these trends it's often. Because um, Chapman College, one of the famous uh, professors there, James Doty, many years back had a big economic forecast he would give every year, and he always used our industry as a primary indicator as what the future held for the market. And, uh, yeah, our industry does see it first, the ups and the downs. We sure do. Now, in, in all of these um, experiences that you've had, what's the hardest thing that you've had to do as an owner or a manager in, you know, in your current role? What, what's the hardest thing then? If, if you feel free to share that, you may not want to share the hardest, hardest thing, but what do you want to share? Hi. <laughs> take things in stride and I don't really see them as hard. I think the, the thing that I feel is difficult at times is working in California. I think the, uh, the politicians in Sacramento don't understand our industry many times, although our industry is getting more active up there. And, and you know, you're part of that group and uh, it's getting them to understand because we do a lot and it, it seems like every year they continue to put more on our plate. And, uh, I mean, that's what companies pay us for. I get it. But it's becoming very cumbersome, and it's driving business out of the state, and it's frustrating because these guys are good companies. So I guess me sometimes what's hard to me is, is sometimes working with some of these uh, restraints or, or adjustments that the government's putting on us. Uh, I think business-wise, uh, dealing with people, situations, it's business. Sometimes you got to let people go. Sometimes things happen. You you got to make adjustments. But I feel that is not as difficult as sometimes dealing with the what what we get thrown from our government. Yeah, it is hard. It's hard, and I get that's one of the a lot of people who who are listening or will listen to this don't realize how active you've been and CSP, the California Stacking Professionals, has been in trying to. Make sure that lawmakers understand how important staffing is to the world, really, because we do provide, like you did with the early days of your the work that you did for Goodwill, for instance. We do that now every day. You're helping people with resumes. You're coaching them to interview, not to interview so they can get the job because they're qualified, but because maybe no one's ever told them that they're wonderful. And, and you do that, and you teach your awesome team to do that. You're very good at that. And then you've also been so uplifting and very involved in trying to educate our legislator. And it's just been wonderful. 
and you're right. We do need to we need, need to keep at it, and it is hard. Right. Very very hard. It's nice that you just take your challenges he- head on. It sounds like, as an owner, as a manager, as a person who's dealing with companies. What would you tell your younger self if you were if you were thinking about going into this industry now? Would you still go into it? What would you tell yourself about this industry and how to succeed? Yeah, you know, I, I think I would come back to this industry. You know, I, I like helping people, although I'm no longer recruiting or doing any of that frontline uh, work. I have a team, both professional and light industrial-wise, for both of our offices. I like being involved in the meetings. I like understanding their challenges. I like that it's uh, an ever-changing environment with respect to the workers, not so much with the government and the rules. I like helping people in, in nature. That's a natural thing I like. And you know what? We do change people's lives. Uh, I love it when uh, some of the people we've placed come back and give the recruiters a gift, something they made, just something uh, just to show their appreciation because it does change people's lives. When, when you get them into that one career they wanted to get into or that one job that is going to allow them to grow and move upward, it's really exciting. And uh, does it happen all the time? No, it doesn't. But uh, when it does happen, it does uh, make you feel good and make you want to continue to do what you're doing. So true. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that have a lot of things that they've owed you over the years. And you've, you've helped a, to grow a lot of careers out there. And it, you must sleep well at night knowing that. Yep. You've done a lot for a lot of people. It's, it's kind of almost like a ministry in a sense. It's not just a job. It's more than a job to you, it sounds like, with all that you've done. As far as the the wisdom that you've gained, you know, if, if, if someone was thinking about, well, they're at their wit's end and they don't know what they're going to do and, and they're new in staffing or they really want it. They're thinking about staffing, but people are saying, oh, you're crazy. What kind of wisdom would you give someone who's either trying to dip their toe in, has dipped their toe in, and hasn't had a good taste? What would you want to tell them? You know, I would tell them that absolutely try it because you'd never know. I didn't get introduced into this industry staffing until I was like in my late 30s. And uh, I wish I would have found staffing, true staffing, you know, earlier in my career because I think I would have grown more as a person. Uh, Your interpersonal skills grow. uh, Your communication skills grow. It really makes you a a well-rounded person. I tell a lot of the people that come work for us, I go, I know you might not stay with us forever, but when you're here, I really want you to give it all you've got because we're going to train you in HR, in payroll, in marketing, in sales. You're going to be so well-rounded that any company will want to hire you. And I understand I'm paying for this, but at the same time, if you give me all you got, I'll teach you as much as I can, and uh, you will be worth a lot more money when you get out of this industry or if you stay in it and move into another company. Uh, It's exciting, as I said. And you know what? Another thing I really like about this industry is if you're good at it, you can make as much money as you'd like to make. Uh, And I'm meaning if you're a good recruiter, you can eventually move from light industrial to clerical, from clerical to professional, from professional to direct hire, or do it all at once. And, uh, and, you know, it's just what you want out of life. And if you uh, enjoy it, uh, it could be very rewarding, yes. And that's that's great that you mentioned that because money was not your first your first thing that you thought about was staffing. You're one of those rare people that, that you got into this business because you liked helping people. 
and you were right. kind of good at guiding people and, and talking people into listening about other people's skills. But it's paid you off in droves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, I'm glad. I was just going to say, what about the money? And you brought that because you've been very successful, and you're very humble, and you're not going to say, oh, I'm very successful. But you are, and very respected. In the CSP, you've been very, very respected by a lot of folks, and um, we are really appreciative that you took the time today to to talk with us about your success and and share about how you got where you are now, from your very humble beginnings to now just being very successful. As far as wrapping up our discussion, because I, I know you have to go on to other things, any other words of wisdom that you might have as far as for people that are dealing with now, you know, now, and now is all the time. There's always something happening in the world. Right now we're going through the 2020 pandemic, but someone might listen to this two years from now and there'll be something else. You know, it right. could be a, just anything. Um, what kind of wisdom could you share for anyone listening? I do think we need to, focus on getting people back to work who are not working. And uh, I've already started to talk to local politicians and people I know that we're going into, once this economy recovers, and I I believe it's going to happen shortly after the election, we're going to see uh, a floodgate of orders and uh, companies getting busy. And it's going to get, the market is going to get tight again where we can't find enough workers we're bringing businesses back to the U.S., manufacturers coming back. A lot of businesses are going to be very busy, and they're going to need workers. My words of wisdom is we've got to find a way to get people back to work who've, who've lost their way, who, who are homeless or, or even on drugs and not doing well. There's gotta, we've got to develop like a, a stages of, of improvement, whether there's a building they go to and they report to and they – they, they get some basics done, you know, they get cleaned up. They, they maybe start to uh, read, write, or, or get some more fundamentals in, in skill sets, and then maybe go to another step in maybe another building that gets them more uh, understanding in different fields that maybe they have, they have interest in and eventually get them out the door in place because we are going to have a shortage. We have a lot of people here in America that could work, but for some reason they don't have the desire or the will or the want and, and we have to somehow uh, get them back into the fold and, and get them moving to help themselves and just the community at large. And I, I guess that, that's where I would like to leave it. Sure. Well, and, and I think giving everyone a purpose is yeah. important. And, and I think they just have lost their purpose. And that yeah. feeling that, you, that comes from earning a paycheck and the dignity of earning a paycheck. And what's so wonderful about you, you know, is that – is exactly the person you are. You love to pay people to work. You love to put people to work, and you love to serve your clients. And that just shines through, even if someone doesn't know you very well. They hear you talk, and just just now, you know, it, it always shines through. And I just want to thank you so much for joining us here today on Vital Talks. It's been a fantastic discussion. And we hope everyone who's listening enjoyed Vital Talks today, uh, Visionary Podcast. We look forward to the next time. Thank you for Thank what you, you do. Thank you, Fortino. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of CSP's Visionary Thinkers Podcast. 
We hope you've enjoyed hearing our guest thinker story. If you'd like to hear more visionary thinkers reveal their journey through the staffing and recruiting industry, please subscribe via your favorite podcast source. And please tell your friends and colleagues to tune in as well. For more information about the California Staffing Professionals and how we can help you in your staffing and recruiting business, visit our website at cspnet.org. We look forward to having you join us for our next episode. Until next time, this is your host, Michelle Tasneri, saying stay vital with CSP.